Cool. What's up, everybody? So I have here Alyssa Edge from, is that how you spell your last, or pronounce your last name, Edge? Eggy. Eggy, okay, sorry. I mean, I guess there was a missing D in there for Edge, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Eggy here um, from Sailaway. And I wanted to bring her on because of a few things. She has found a super really, really good niche, number one. Uh, and she's killing it in her niche. And I think uh, something that all agency owners have to kind of think about um, at one point or another is typically in the beginning, right? Um, is am I going to niche and how, where, how am I going to niche? Where am I going to niche and, and how to go ahead and find those niches? Um, because some are definitely better than others. I would say that they're not all created equal, that's for sure. Um, and so first off, why don't you go ahead and give a little bit better of an introduction uh, for yourself uh, and tell everybody who you are, what you do. Sure, yeah, so my name is Alyssa and I'm the president of Sailaway Media. We focus on Facebook ads and funnels for dentists specifically. Uh, so we started off, like Tyler said, um, not with a niche. So we were kind of scattered, working all over the place. I remember my background was, you know, more like I was working with supplements, I was working with fitness studios, dentists, mm -hmm. all kinds of things. But um, you know, over time, I kind of found that I was doing really, really well with dentists. So I kind of chose that as my niche, and since then, things have been really great. So that's kind of how it happened, in, in a nutshell. I so I think that that's that's like a path that most of us. Well, I don't want to say most of us. I, I know a lot of us, including myself, take, right? So you start off unleashed and you start off taking in any kind of projects that you can because you just don't want to say no to work, right? If that's what you want to do and grow your agency. And then you like some projects more than others. So you say, okay, I'm just going to niche into that and then go into that thing. Whereas uh, I guess if you're starting your agency now or you're starting your agency soon, like you could maybe skip that trial and error process and figure out, you know, what niches are good before you like flop in one and have to go to another. But um, so, what? When? How long have you had uh, Sailaway Media? Um, almost two years now. So before that, I was a freelancer. So I had been kind of doing this for a while, but then I kind of shifted over into the agency realm when, when I really branded Sailaway Media and said, you know, I'm going to really do this. I'm going to bring on a team. I'm not going to be doing everything myself because the freelancer lifestyle was really intense. You know, you can never really take a vacation. Um, it was, it was harder. So when did you start freelancing? Oh God. I mean, I, I built my first website when I was 16 years old and charged for it. So. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Fun fact. That's cool. Okay. You're freelancing since started really when you were 16, but when did, when you said two years ago is when you decided to say, I'm going to make sale away, make this legit and like build the agency. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had been freelancing for years, so I knew all about it, but my pricing had always been, you know, whack. Just, I didn't know how much to charge. Yeah. I always pulled things just out of my ass and said, mm -hmm. no, And then if guys would ask you for extra shit, you would give it to them? Correct. I mean, and my background had mainly been in web development. So again, that's how I started with web design, all that kind of stuff. And then for me, it shifted into advertising when I realized that all these clients that needed websites for so long, and I was always you know, launching them beautiful websites that they were so happy with that wasn't the end for them. Do you know what I mean? They always needed buyers. So many changes. <laughs> oh, that's the problem with web development, man. They come back with a, a million changes and a little things that are right. that designed. Like how long is that, you know? Mm -hmm. 
that that's is awesome. such okay so when you when you actually decided to make that switch uh from like freelancer to to agency owner what did you have to do to like make that happen I needed to raise my prices. That was the most important thing because I needed to pay people to come on board and help me out. I couldn't be a one man show. Mm -hmm. That was the most important. And I needed to get processes in place. Okay. I had so, this like, belief that I was the only person that could do it yeah. the way that it needed to be done. And that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> There's other like, people out like, there that can also do business. it. Like, like the, the spine of your business. And then if you take you out of it, then it just collapses and that's, that's not good, right? Um, right? So specifically speaking on niches, uh, were you niched into uh, dentistry before you uh, made the agency or was that something that came after you decided to create Sailaway? So when I created Sailaway, I wanted it to be aimed at dentists. That was my goal. I had a really hard time though penetrating into the niche. So a lot of people told me, it's a really crowded niche. You're crazy. What are you doing? And I had had so much experience working with dentists. My dad's actually a dentist. So that's how I started doing advertising. Uh, working cool. practice. He has like several different practices. He teaches other dentists. So I had all this experience working with dentists. And I said, you know, my background, like I had worked in his office for years. I was like, I can do this. I'm going to, you know, work for dentists. My, my whole agency is going to be based off of this. Um, everyone told me I was crazy. And then when I joined Cats Academy and launched a funnel, I was targeting dentists and it was a huge flop. So I said, screw this. Oh. I'm not going to make Sailway Media uh, about dentists. I'm going to make it about oh, Jim. Bend like flopping. <laughs> if you don't, if you um, don't mind. Thousands. Like, yeah, no, a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, right. Which now, whatever, you know, like right. a, a client. But when you're a freelancer, that's like. Right. That's like a whole a whole client for a whole month. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I did have a job at the same time. Okay, cool. I, I wanted to hit on that too. Yeah. So how, when, when did you, how did you make that transition out of like a nine to five into a freelancer, into an agency owner? Or how did that, how did that work? The, the nine to five, when did that end? So I, I. I got a nine to five position and it was, you know, managing a web team. And I liked that job for a while, but eventually like there was nowhere else for me to grow in that job. And I felt like I needed to leave because I had hit the top. It wasn't fulfilling anymore. I was building the same websites every single day. It wasn't for clients. It was for one company and I was burnt out. So, mm -hmm. um, I remember my boss even pulled me outside one day and she's like, I was so close. I'm still so close with her. She's a friend of mine. She pulled me outside one day and she said, you know, what's going on with you? Like, are, you need, you need to quit your job. You hate this. And I, <laughs> I don't think I ever would have quit unless she said something to me. Um, oh and now yeah. I joined the Academy because I, I realized I needed to put some processes into place and create an agency because I couldn't support myself freelancing. Like, freelancing was a processes all that kind of stuff yeah and yeah I uh, you know I had a I had a similar story where I where I like I just freaking hated my job right and and uh, I I was fortunate enough to at the job that I hated I had so much free time so much free time that I was like bringing on freelancer clients while I was in my nine to five sitting at <laughs> my desk and I was legit doing their work on all the the free time that I had on the other company's time. It was terrible, but I, they, they flopped. They went under like six months later because the, guy, the head guy was like embezzling cash. It's crazy. Oh, no. so, 
Uh-huh. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a huge company. There was only like, there was like less than 10 of us that were there at the time. But uh, it was actually the perfect thing that I needed. Like, okay, I need a, a nine to five. It's going to pay me to sit here and do other people, other clients work while I grow that. Like, it was, a, it was like a gift from right. God. Right. It's like insane. Like, the things that we do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was crazy. Okay. So you found dentistry uh, and you like dentistry, that niche, because uh, naturally you're, you said your father. Uh, so you got a lot of practice there. And then you started bringing on clients and you started having successes with them and saying, I can replicate the success. And then that's how you grew into more into dentistry, correct? Correct, yep. Okay, yeah, so I, I have like a similar a similar kind of thing with e-commerce, right? So when I really first started, like I was doing like bringing on anything and everything. And that is so stressful, especially as like, like you said, as a, as a freelancer. Um, but then like having like those wins in e-commerce and everything. And like you, at the beginning, you really had to kind of pick like, Okay, there's niches, but at first and first and foremost, like are you gonna go Legion or are you gonna go ecom, right? Because mm-hmm. those are like the two buckets, and then within those buckets you can niche down even further, right? But so I went ecom um because I just totally liked uh the numbers, right? So with a an ecom client, you can be like, No, we you gave us, you know, ten dollars and we made twenty-five and, and it's just hard right there, right? With Legion you have that feeling of like, okay, I provided you these leads and they were super cheap, man. They were great. And then you have like those clients that are like, yeah, but they were bad leads and they were whatever. And you find out that your client's just really shitty at sales. Right. Uh, right. Like, and so that, I, that stressed me out so much. Have you ever run into that as a problem in, in like the lead general? Oh, absolutely. All the time. My favorite clients are the ones that, um, you can tell, like you can tell on your initial sales calls with them that they are just animals with sales. They're hungry for leads. They love leads. Those are the ones I want to work with. I yeah. hate, I mean, I don't hate working with clients. Like I'm happy to provide a little bit of education for them, but the ones that have never done any advertising before, they don't even know what lead gen is. Yeah. Those are the ones that you're going to run into where they're like, These, this isn't working, you know? And it's like, well, are you calling them? Did you call them once and just leave a message? And you know, they filled out a form. Right. You, know, you need to follow up a few times. So, correct. Yeah. Like, it's kind of up to me to provide some education or to vet out my clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, with, uh, oftentimes with Legion, like, there's an offer. We're going to bring them in. And you're going to provide like a free service or like a free thing or like whatever. But then, like, you're now in front of that person. Like, you have to take it from here and foster those relationships and grow them and everything. So, that. That always like frustrated the hell out of me because I always looked at it as like out of my control. Whereas e-commerce, like you bring on the right team members and they're kicking ass at e-commerce. Because I never had a passion for doing that really. Like Facebook ads have never been a passion of mine. Like I want to become like a Facebook ads pro. Like never. I wanted to be an agency owner. Like right. bring on those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I get that. And I mean, my background's always been more technical. So I, I do love this stuff. Like I love sitting behind the computer and building a funnel. Like that's one of my favorite yeah. things to do. Yeah. You're but like, you're like I, always going to play like, you're like, you're always going to be like in the game too. Cause you, you, you really like it. I really do. But at the same time, I can't do everything myself. There will never be any, any scalability in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing with people complaining, what was that? You could pick like the favorite clients that you want to run their stuff and then have like your team. Right. right. Yeah. And trying out, trying out new things. And especially when you niche down, you have that ability, you know, you can say like, Oh, we're going to try out this cool new implant funnel. And if it works really well for one client, all of our clients can, can utilize it. Do you know oh, what I mean? And yeah. also when it comes to niching down, 
when one client is complaining, hey, these leads suck, you can say, hey, you know, seven of our other clients are dentists. They are all getting the same kind of leads and they're all closing all the deals. So what's going on with you and your sales process? Oh, I love it. That, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> right. When you're working with an e-commerce business, an insurance agency, a dentist, a gym, blah, blah, and then um, the dentist is saying, hey, these leads suck. You can't say that. So so what do, what do they say when you say that back when you respond like that? They go, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. We got to call them. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, they do. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. No, that's actually a really good point of leverage that you would have, like being like, because it's okay, the no, truth. It's obviously yeah. them because you're work, you're doing the same thing for all of your other clients, and they're closing the deals. If that process isn't working for them, it's on them. Yeah. No, that is super, that is so the benefit of niching down because I can't tell you like when you're talking agency sales calls, right? Um, I get this a lot, uh, in my agency and it is, it's clients that like, okay, so it, even in e-com, right? So if, if like my niche is, is e-com, which, which is really broad, like it, it's, that's really broad. You could be selling literally like anything. Right. Um, and you can niche down much further than that, but, uh, like you'll get like, a um, like a clothing store that's like, yeah, well, you know, I know you're e-com, but like, do you do like clothing stores like have you ever seen like women's clothes or like plus size women's clothes i mean they'll get really really specific because they want that they want to feel like you're the go-to guy for like their thing you know what i mean like in e-com mm -hmm. you could show all the success in the world of like you're able to sell um you know product a but if you don't have any experience in product b then you're obviously you're going to be down uh against another agency that's like oh no we are like the guys for product b you know what i mean right. so no matter how you slice it, 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 you're at such a much better advantage. Um, so I want to ask you, I have a few uh, thoughts on moving into 2019 uh, and, and what niches are going to be good. Uh, and then I, and I'd love to see if you have some too. Um, but uh, what I experienced, so I, I do, I, we specialize in e-commerce. Like It's a lot of e-commerce. We have a few lead gen clients, but mostly e-commerce. And this past uh, Black Friday um, and this past uh, Cyber Monday and this past, this like up, this holiday season in, in particular has been insane in terms of like CPMs and competitiveness and like the digital space is becoming like a freaking war zone right now and mm -hmm. every year it gets worse and worse and worse and worse um, in terms of like cost per conversions and stuff like that um, it can be totally different over in dentistry you know but in terms of like selling products when you're competing against like really high, high budget store for these same people, um, it's getting, uh, we're noticing across the board, not just like one client, but several clients, like the competition is getting thicker and thicker and thicker. So um, I'm not, e-commerce is always gonna be a good, a good field. There's always gonna be people coming into it, but e-commerce is, not, in my opinion, not getting, um, not looking better and better it's it's looking a little bit worse and a little bit worse because competition is getting bigger and better and stronger and getting bigger ad budgets um and so i wouldn't um i i wouldn't all my eggs uh i i think if i was starting right now knowing what i know i don't know if i would uh specifically pick e-commerce for for 2019 as the uh as like the place to be what what would you what do you think about that I mean, I, I honestly don't know too much about e-commerce. Like, I'm right. probably the yeah, worst you, so person. So, I guess my question to you is: Are you seeing anything similar over in lead gen, or no? Because, and and it's totally 
could be completely different because obviously you're getting services. I mean, I have been seeing some similar stuff. I've been really trying to go with what's happening right now. So for instance, like people are saying, oh my God, like we're seeing such crazy stuff for the holidays and I've been trying to go with it. So being like holiday, holiday sale, holiday sale, like, like holiday deal for, for, to see the dentist. And you don't usually see that stuff, right? Like who, who gets a holiday deal to go see the dentist? Right. So like it's right. a great time to go find a new dentist. Do you know what I mean? So trying yeah. to, trying to kind of go in that direction and that's been kind of saving our budgets. Mm -hmm. Um, that, and then in addition to just overall, like the health and wellness space, that's really big in the new year. January is a really, really good time to go take care of your health and wellness, to take care of, uh, your teeth, to go get implants. That's a great time. So things get really fired up right then. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, so Legion, I, I think if I were to make a recommendation, uh, and you have to look at those two, those two buckets right out the gate. Even though, like, I love e-com and e-com is like what uh, my agency is built around, I might uh, actually recommend lead gen as a potential better path for 2019 uh, for brand new agencies starting right out the gate because um, getting those leads, like I said, you can you can get those leads and if you get the funnel down, you can replicate them over and over and over, like you like you mentioned that you're doing. Whereas uh, e-commerce, you can replicate a funnel, but um, if it's like a single product funnel, you can replicate it, right? But if you have different brands with different, like it, it, it everything is completely different. The structure itself is there, um, but there's so much uh, more customization, individualization for all all different types of e-commerce. And so it's a lot more bells and whistles. Um, so I actually might think the one exception in e-commerce that we are seeing uh, here is we brought on a new client recently that is like super high ticket e-commerce. So they're selling, um, uh, courses in like Botox, um, microdermal abrasion. So they're selling specifically to doctors and they're like four day or three day crash courses in specific cities to get certifications in like plastic surgery and different things like that. So they can offer them in their office, right? So like a, um, like a, a regular doctor could now do like Botox and they just get a certification from a four day course. Those courses, we in, that, in terms of that kind of e-commerce, that's been like kicking ass and 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 totally like proof and like uh, what is it uh, season proof I guess for CPMs and stuff like that, but um, but yeah so th that I, I would say that um, generally um, I think lead gen is going to be a a, a good place uh, in 2019. I think you're a great example of that. And I wanted to to bring you on to kind of shine a little bit on how, how that's been awesome for you and in. in uh, in the dentistry world, would you say that chiropractic? Because I, I hear a lot of I hear those two mentioned together often, chiropractic and dentist. Would you say that it's similar? Um, I mean, to be honest, I haven't really worked with any chiropractors, but it Never. is a lot of people say that chiropractors are really easy too, and I can see why. It's a similar offer, it's generating leads, and everybody always says that lead gen is so much easier than e-commerce. I've worked on maybe two e-commerce accounts. They were hard. It's much harder. Oh yeah, a lot more work because you have to do all the site optimization, everything like that, and uh, just you know, more intense funnels. So if you are just starting out and you know you're looking to niche down, I would definitely say probably start with a lead gen niche because it is less work and you know just easier to learn quicker. 
Uh, and that's funny. See, so we have a lead gen person and a com person, and uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't see myself uh, switching to a or to lead gen anytime soon. But we can. I think we can both agree that if if we were at ground zero right now, that that's probably the direction we would head in 2019. So I think that would be a, a good takeaway. Is there anything else you want to leave everybody with before we wrap this up? Um. No, I think that we pretty much covered everything. No, go do it. Build a funnel, get some leads, get some clients. <laughs> and happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, Alyssa. Of course. Awesome chatting with you. Thank you. Have a good day. You too.